and welcome to Ending Physician Overwhelm. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Mello. I'm a family and obesity medicine physician, as well as a certified life coach for physicians. In this podcast, we talk about how the learned habits of people-pleasing, perfectionism, and a lack of boundaries show up in our lives and how they contribute to burnout, exhaustion, and overwhelm. The healthcare system is broken, my friends, but let's not wait for it to be fixed in order to feel better. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. So this episode is scheduled to release the week of Thanksgiving 2022. And so we're pretty solidly into the the holiday season, as it were, Uh, which for many of my listeners is a time filled with angst and overwhelm and mind drama. So today we're going to dig in and, uh, you know, kind of tackle that. I'm going to be talking about Christmas, uh, which is the primary winter present sort of related holiday that I celebrate in my family. But the principles apply to you, you know, regardless of whether you celebrate other winter holidays or if it's just kind of a, a busy end of the year sort of season, um, which is a common sort of trigger for, uh, you know, panic in uh, in many of us. So like many of you, I'm a mom. I'm specifically a working mom. Uh, and perhaps like many of you, uh, I'm married to someone who isn't particularly into the holidays. I'm also the person who is the primary errand runner in my family. So as of this recording in my particular part of the country, I've been seeing Christmas stuff in stores for a solid month now, starting about two weeks before Halloween. And the way my brain works in its default mode is that when I start seeing Christmas stuff in the stores and I'm the person in my family who's responsible for doing the things that are related to Christmas, here are the thoughts that start automatically popping up for me. I'm behind. I haven't even bought the Halloween candy yet, and they're already on Christmas stuff. I've got so much to do to get ready. I'm so disorganized. How am I going to get all this done? It's just pure anxiety. And that's not even touching on the family dynamics that arise during the season. It's just, you know, that sense of there's so much to do and there's so much going on. And I I talk about this specifically, you know, thinking about people who are working and people who are parents or, you know, caregivers of others, uh, you know, however that looks for you, because it just often comes with a lot of extra responsibility at this time of year. Um, and so that's, that's how we're going to tackle this today. So if this is you too, then I invite you to reel yourself back. And let's talk about how to let go of this chatter, or at least turn down the volume a bit in your brain. I'm going to be sharing three steps that you can take to do this in order for you to have the holidays that work best for you. So let's get started. Number one, your holidays, your way. So the sheer amount of images we see out there related to the holidays is mind boggling. Everywhere you go, you might see cards with beautiful family pictures where somehow all the kids are smiling and looking at the camera and they all have clean faces and clean clothes. Or you might see families, you know, in matching pajamas and they're sitting by a roaring fire playing board games and drinking cocoa. Very idealized images. If this triggers feelings of FOMO for you and you find yourself stewing in jealousy, 
feeling like it's impossible to compete with these pictures, I want you to start to see all of that as completely optional. Everyone is not doing that. You might not even enjoy doing any of that. When we can accept that, you know, we've got companies out there who want to trigger that desire and, you know, have us buying all this stuff and, you know, have us buying to keep up with each other. And you may have people in your family or neighbors, you know, who want to make it seem like they've got it all together and their family is smiling all the time. We have the option to decide not to go there that all of those things are not actually important to us. It's not important to me that we have matching pajamas. It's fine if that is important to you. It's totally fine, but it's not for me. I personally don't put up a tree before Thanksgiving. Again, that might be important to you and you put that on your list, but not everybody wants that. I personally don't want Christmas to be a three-month-long event. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with any of these things, but starting to look at some of these areas where, you know, people, whether that's, again, companies or, uh, you know, people in your neighborhood or people that you see on Facebook or, you know, whatever it is, where other people are experiencing their holidays differently than you, it's okay for you to sit down and say, hmm. Okay, well, that's the choice they made, and that's fine. But you can also sit down with yourself and whoever else in your household or your life, you know, that you want to include and actually talk about the things that are most important to you and these people and decide what you're going to focus your attention on, you know, for the holidays or, or the end of the year, right? You might learn, you know, what is really important to you as well as those that you care about, right? You might learn that, you know, the kids really, you know, really, really enjoy putting up the tree with you and they really like baking Christmas cookies, but they don't care so much about those other things that, you know, your family does every year. You're not interested in going ice skating or, you know, going to all the holiday parties. When you actually ask the questions and you actually find out and you ask yourself as well, what is actually important, then you can choose to see other people's choices as simply their choices, right? They're optional. They don't have to involve you. You get to be clear on what's important to you and what you want to include. Now, step two, once you've done this and hopefully written it down somewhere, then you can do the work of actually creating a schedule on your calendar, ideally one that recurs yearly especially, you know, obviously for activities that you do each year. So in my house, uh, we always get a fresh tree and we usually put it up a few weeks before Christmas and I decorate it with the kids. So I have a yearly recurring event for this on my Google calendar, which includes both getting the tree and bringing it in and decorating it. So I know how long this usually takes. And I usually do them on separate days because I live in Seattle. So we get a lot of rain. So usually if I go pick up a fresh Christmas tree, it's going to be wet. So it hangs out in the garage overnight to dry it off. So it's two separate events. And, you know, I will usually buy the tree on a Saturday and I'll put it up on a Sunday. So, you know, as a yearly event, I might need to move it around on my calendar to get, you know, kind of where it makes sense for this year. 
but I know that it's already on my calendar. I know about how long it takes. And so I know that I need to set aside that time and that time can't be spent doing other things, right? And then you just start repeating this for each item that you do every year that made it onto the list of things that are important to you and your family or the people that you live with. So, you know, really start to, um, you know, to think about all the things that pop up. So maybe your family likes to go see the Nutcracker or some other holiday themed show and the tickets usually start selling in September. Well, then you have an item on your calendar for September, reminder to buy tickets, right? And a little bit of time set aside for that. And then you also have, you know, several hours set aside for actually going to the show. Maybe you're the one who buys presents for other people. So you need some time set aside to shop, put it on the calendar. Maybe you host a big holiday get together. And so you need groceries, you need prep time, you need, you know, to tidy the house or decorating or cooking or whatever those tasks are, put those on the calendar as well. And what you'll find when you do this and you set them up, especially as yearly tasks, is that you are actually accounting for the time that you routinely commit to the holiday or the end of the year. And that allows you to be more mindful of things that pop up, right? Because there's always extra opportunities. If you get invited to four holiday parties, but you can already see that you need time for the things that you've already planned for that are important to you and to the people that you care about, then you can see, well, I don't have time to go to four holiday parties. I can go to two, right? And you can walk into that decision with a really clear mind because you've been really honest with yourself about you know, what it takes to do the things that are important to you, right? Whether that's the prep or the actual time spent, right? Whether that's you know buying the tickets for the show and also the time set aside to you know actually go to the show. It makes it so much easier for you to navigate and to be, again, really clear and honest with yourself about the time that's involved with the things that are really important to you. The third thing is building in time for self-care. Seriously, planning for some white space. And I would have put this first, but you would have stopped listening because we all know that we need to do this. And maybe we need extra during the holiday season, right? It's so busy, but we often don't follow through. But what do you need to do to take care of yourself this holiday that feels good to you, that nourishes you, that gives you the feelings of being taken care of too? Um, you know, as you, and I know you, I know many of my listeners, you know, you are taking care of everyone else, right? That's what we talk a lot about on this show is that often we are the people who are taking care of other people. And we need to build in time and make it a priority to take care of ourselves. So what does this look like? Do you need some recovery time after the big holiday party? And that is time that you plan to be by yourself, whether that's, you know, you're going to, you're going to take a nap, um, you're going to rest, you're going to go on a walk. Um, you need a morning to yourself where nobody's talking at you and, you know, asking you to do things, right? How can you take care of yourself to let yourself recover it? schedule it. Do you need to be clear with people in your household that, okay, you'll do the cooking and the planning, but they're going to clean the kitchen after the holiday party, right? They go to the party too. They experience the fun and joy of it. They've got to help. Do you need to schedule a massage? 
were, you know, you want to have a bath every night, right? To recover just from the day. If this is normally a busy time of year, and especially if you have a starring role in sort of creating the holiday experience for, you know, little people in your life or, you know, your family or your friends or the staff at the clinic or whatever it is, then you also need time that is just for you. Because what happens each year when you don't do this? Be honest. Do you drink too much wine each night trying to recover? Are you secretly resentful that you didn't get the relaxing time that you wanted because you were too busy doing stuff for other people? Do you gain weight? Do you skip exercise and get really cranky? Let's decide that we're not doing that this year. And instead, we're going to put time actually on the calendar to take care of ourselves. And if your immediate reaction is to, you know, yell at the phone right now that you don't have time for this, that I'm, you know, I'm talking nonsense, then I'm going to send you back to item two with the scheduling piece. Some stuff either has to come off the list or you need to give the responsibility to someone else. If you want a holiday that feels more peaceful, more calm, more relaxing, then you have to schedule some time to relax and create space for it. No one can do that for you. And even if they could, if you don't actually take the time to relax and take care of yourself, then you're not going to have that experience of, you know, relaxation and peace. You just won't, right? you will likely have the experience that you've had before where you feel crazy busy and overwhelmed and no one's helping because you haven't been clear uh, about, you know, kind of what your limits are. So if you're yelling at your phone and you don't like what I'm saying, that's fine, but I want you to stop for a minute and I want you to walk with me into what this could look like if you took these steps. So to recap, the steps are number one, to be clear on what you and your loved ones value most in the holidays or the end of the year, and to commit to those things. And I say that on purpose in that way. I want you to think about what you and they or just yourself value the most, right? We need to prioritize a little bit because if everyone says, oh, everything, and it's too much stuff, then it's too much stuff. Number two. You got to make time on your calendar to actually do the things, making your best guesses on how long they take and setting them as yearly events, you know, assuming that you do them each year, right? Make it time on your schedule. And number three, make time on your calendar specifically for your own self-care. This might be downtime after hosting a holiday party or even attending a holiday party if you're an introvert. It might be regular time to exercise and, you know, especially to get out for a walk or a run by yourself. It might be a nightly bath. It might be journaling, reflection time. It might be time with your therapist, especially if you've got a lot of family dynamics. What does your end of year time look like if you take these three steps? Are you more peaceful? Are you more clear on what is important to you and your family or your loved ones? So you feel less drawn in by FOMO and comparison. Are you better rested? Do you have a better holiday or end of year experience? 
The good news is that all of these steps are simple. The bad news is that it's easy to not do them, which is why I want you to actually really imagine the difference that these steps make in reducing the drama in your brain, um, you know, or this, you know, the way that you feel less overwhelmed, less overscheduled if you take the time to do this. We have a choice here and it's ours to make. I can't tell you how much taking these steps has helped me to feel less panicky um, and you know less overwhelmed. Now, I still have a response when I see Christmas stuff in October, but I don't get drawn into it. I don't sit in it, right? Because I know what's important to me and for my family in terms of our holidays. I know that stuff is already on the calendar and I know that when it pops up on the calendar, then I just do it, right? I don't have to make the decision about when I'm going to buy the tree. I know that it's already on the calendar, right? I just take the time and do it. And then I'm actually more free to enjoy it. So thank you for listening. That's what I have for you today. Um, this was very, very, very life coachy and less, uh, less doctory and medicine-y uh, compared to what I normally talk about. But this is just life stuff and it happens to all of us. And I'm, as always, very grateful uh, to be in your ears and that you uh, are listening to the podcast. Uh, I thank you so much for that. Um, if you like the idea of getting more organized, either around the holiday stuff or just feeling overwhelmed, you know, with what you experience in your busy life as a physician or a healthcare professional, this is generally the, a piece of work that. I love doing with people. Calendaring and intentional planning were definitely not a part of my medical training. And I didn't grow up in a household where we did a lot of that, but learning these tools and my coaching training has made a huge impact on what I'm able to do. And it's relieved so much stress and overwhelm in my life. I have time for rest and relaxation and exercise. And I also have time to be more effective in the work that I actually get done and the work that gets delegated. I love sharing this work with others who feel stuck in the same boat that I was, feeling constantly overwhelmed and panicking and, you know, didn't think that they were doing enough. I love helping with that. So to work with me, you can head over to my website at www.healthierforgood.com. You'll find all the options there easily. Have a great rest of your day and I'll catch you next time on Ending Physician Overwhelm. Bye-bye. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you as always for listening. To learn more about my coaching programs, head to www.healthierforgood.com. And if you love this podcast, please drop us a review on iTunes or support the show by clicking the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.